Coming to you from our opulent and luxurious 4x8 refurbished broom closet at the National Headquarters in Indianapolis. With duct tape, studio lights, and a mic that you barely can hear, we hope to entertain and educate you. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast, which I believe Ashley thinks is number one, or at least she was giving me one finger earlier today, and I assume that means we're number one. I I can't imagine. You are number one. We are number one. We are number one. Uh, Yep, I'm joined as always by Jeff Daly, who uh, is really, really hostile towards the rest of us right now. And Ashley Garbolja Maldonado, who uh, I, I don't even know where to go with her, but she is she is high on the hog right now because our last guest praised her and praised her and praised her, which is never good for Jeff and I. But guys, how y'all doing? Good. Fantastic. I am doing outstanding. I'm still getting over that. Ashley Fest that we got through, and hopefully there's room on the screen for all of us. I think there's that. a lot of peanut butter and jelly going on right now. Peanut butter and jelly. We're going to spend the bulk of this you. podcast discussing the Red Sox because we haven't done that enough <laughs> yet today. Uh, so right. anyway, yeah, Jeff, what are you uh, what are you watching right now on Netflix or elsewhere? What am I watching on it? Uh, where was the Undoing? Was that HBO? The Undoing. I watched that. Yeah, I haven't heard of that. Nicole Kidman, I, I forgot she was still an actress, and um, it, but she did a really great job. And Hugh, what's his name? Jackman? Uh, I don't know. No, I don't know. Grant, Hugh's. is that his name? Hugh Laurie? Isn't is that a guy? Yeah, I don't maybe know. maybe that's not his name. That's Hugh Laurie is a guy. I, I've but been yeah, watching. That's all I'm watching. I've been watching Jack Ryan. Pretty good show. I actually kind of like uh, it. Yeah, I watched that back in the day. Back when it came out, as opposed to like, yeah, because yeah, like I'm gonna start playing Pokemon Go any day now because I know that's big with the kids. <laughs> you know what I've been watching? Letter Kenny on Hulu. Pitter patter, let's get at her. That's what I'm talking about. It's Is like it I good? love my Canadian comedies. Hilarious, no. deep rooted sarcasm. See if you'd love it. Are you? Have you ever watched uh, Hell on Wheels? Yes. No. How was it, Jeff? Was it pretty good? I liked it. You mean the? It's like the western and the train building, the train track building. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. I watched. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to start tonight when I get home. So you will. You will like that because it's it's historical and yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was looking for. Was a historical. I started watching Frontier. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, I might watch that uh, the Apple Plus one where. the guy who was in Game of Thrones can't see. I can't remember what it was called. Is it just called C or something? Where everyone's blind in this post-apocalyptic oh, wasteland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I don't have Apple Plus, but I have uh, I had seen it being advertised. Yeah, I was just I was looking to solicit some answers from you guys, and I didn't really get them. That's not shocking. And Ashley's all about herself today, not helping anybody else out. False. <laughs> Fake news. No. Listeners, don't listen to Mark. No. All right. Nothing but cooperative. (laughs) 
in case you don't understand what we're laughing about, we had a, a, a earlier podcast today that was supposed to go 40 minutes and it went two hours. Uh, and that was largely a factor of myself and our, uh, our guest uh, going slightly off tangent to reminiscing about uh, New England sports victories in the past two decades. So, yeah, and there was some discussion of wrestling. It was very interesting. I, I assure you, you. You thoroughly enjoyed yourself. You probably could I have did. talked all day. I did. I'm actually, I've got my second win now, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of amped up I on life. I see it. I see you ready to go. I am. Ready All right, go. let's go. Let's get into it because I've been sitting in this office far too long today. <laughs> All right, topic one uh, was kind of a funny story. I liked it. It was in uh, Stripes, and it was about a Coast Guardsman uh, in Greenland, a country that I have been to and loved immensely. And it starts, uh, little did anyone expect a junior Coast Guard member's simple act of kindness would become a highlight of a summer exercise in the Arctic. The captains of the cutters to uh, Tahoma and Campbell could have declined to take seaman Kate Kilroy, who had not yet attended an occupational school or, or, or earned a job-specific rate, on an 85-day mission to the polar region to document their patrols and exercises with allies. But they decided to take a chance on her. By the end of the summer, they were happy they did. While Campbell was at port in Greenland's capital city of Nuuk, Kilroy visited a diner where she saw a stranger sitting alone and bought him a meal, just as she would have done in the small North Carolina town of Apex outside Raleigh where she was raised. It's just something I do, she said. I grew up in a family that routinely gives to others. The stranger turned out to be Greenland's prime minister, Kim Kielsen. We had a nice conversation, Kilroy said. I was in the right place at the right time doing what I do. That's all. I like this story because it shows what a junior enlisted person can do. Like of all the exercise and everything they did with the military in Greenland and everything else, the thing that's going to be remembered is this junior enlisted Coast Guard girl buying a lunch for someone who randomly turns out to be the prime minister. What'd you think of this one, Jeff? I think that it's a, uh, it's a testament to in your skill set, always having good pickup lines and the ability to buy someone dinner and or a drink because you never know the benefit of what that's going to do. So now the next time I'm out and I purchase something for a lucky young lady and she looks at me and says, I have a boyfriend, I'm like, I wasn't trying to do that. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to create international relations that will benefit the world and humanity as we know it. And I have this uh, Kate Kilroy to thank. Thank you, Kate Kilroy. Thank you, Coast Guard, for making my social life post-COVID, whenever that happens, that much better. My face hurts so much right now because I'm smiling so hard. <laughs> International relations? Man, I can't wait to see your pickup lines on yeah, Facebook, I, brother. Like, we have, <laughs> I'm we have, so excited for this. Yeah, we've got it. We've got, we've got to sit in the back. How much does a polar bear weigh enough to break Ru the ice? We have to write you down everything Jeff that? says. <laughs> this It will be spectacular. Ashley, Ashley what do you think of this story? Nice story, right? Yeah, I, I think it's really uplifting. I think that, um, you know, acts of kindness do not go unnoticed. And it, you yeah. never know, like, who you're going to meet. Um, and I know there's the, the saying, like, it's not about who you know, it's about who knows you, right? So, like, thinking about that relationship in the big context of of uh, a public relations standpoint to the, the values of our, our servicemen and women to just being kind human beings at the root so you know at the end of the day like it doesn't matter your position or title anyone can be a leader and anyone can be kind um 
And I think this is really nice. Like I, I saw this come through for the for the do out for today, and I was like, this is this is some good news. Like that's so cool. And yeah, you're absolutely I, right. That that training, like, oof. like yeah. this is gonna be like the thing that's remembered. Hey, you remember that time I did? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought, I mean, it was like somebody was talking about the strategic corporal on my Facebook page. You know, like this this one low-level Coast Guard pretty much obviated the need for the entire training exercise. Like, we've got a better relationship with Greenland, which, you know, Greenland's a very important area strategically right now with the with what we've got going on in the Arctic and everything else. But, yeah, I thought it was a real nice story. Yeah. I, the and, the fact that it's going to help Jeff's dating life is also going to help us all yeah. indirectly. Like this, Mutually this is beneficial, brother. Yeah, I, and this is like the butterfly wings that starts the <laughs> the tsunami in China. Like Kate Kilroy out of uh, where where Apex outside Raleigh has now turned Jeff's dating life not into the moribund corpse that it's been up to now. Now he's a he's a living legend in his own mind. Moral of the story here. Well, like is Ashley said, take care of people. Well, that's that's true. <laughs> I'm just saying, like Ashley said, everyone can be kind, and and that lesson is now taught on me because I don't learn it from you two. So I had <gasps> it took the Coast Guard to treat to teach me. Coming that, from the man uh, who's like literally dogs Ohio all the time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm just going to put that in the story basket. Can I'm we add that to the bingo card? <laughs> Producer Holly, let's do it. Producer Holly's already mad at us for going two hours into our half-hour segment. All right. Well, we will, uh, since we've been here for all of three minutes now, we will take our first ad break and be back with you in just a minute. Did you know the American Legion magazine is the most frequently read periodical in the nation? True story. Find out why by joining today at legion.org forward slash join. And we come back to Jeffrey taking a nap. Did you have something to add, Jeffrey? No, no, I was napping. It was our yeah. break. Yeah, you, I mean, dude, I, I'm telling you, I like the sweatshirt. The sweatshirt is is awesome. Kalamazoo College in the great state of what, Ashley? Michigan. There you go, fighting hornets. What up? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Kalamazoo sounds like such a made-up name. I, not going to lie. Fun story. All names are made up. A, a, a woman that I grew up with as a small child, her name was Cookie Kalamazoo. And literally, she was at my wedding, like, grew up next to me, has known me my entire life. The sweetest, like, Ukrainian woman that, like, grew up with my family. Her name was Cookie Kalamazoo. And I'm serious. She, That's real. She's Ukrainian right, and has that... a Native American a Native American middle name? Last name. That's Her last name is no, Kalamazoo? Kalamazoo. Oh. Yeah, I'm serious. I'm a hundred percent serious. Like wow, this turned, is a woman that... who like has known me since like birth. Knew my parents. Lived next door to my parents' first home when they were like newlyweds slash new parents. Like huh. best memory. And the first time I ever swore, and you guys will enjoy this, was on record from Miss Cookie Kalamazoo. And you know she said, "I was trying to climb over her fence. I was probably four or five years old." Trying to climb over a big old, like, four-foot fence, really, like, taking on obstacles, you know, as a child, preparing for, you know, combat course and all those other things later on in the Army, right? So I was climbing, scaling the wall, and she comes over and she goes, what are you 
doing what would your father think of this and i guess my response was i don't think he'd like give a shit <laughs> or it's, it's all along those lines and she was like she i was just like like i was just an innocent kid no idea so that's my fun story about Cookie Kalamazoo, a person about, I know who's grown up and loves me and came to my wedding a few years back, and she's still the, rocking it. And she's Kalamazoo baker, doesn't strike me as a traditional Ukrainian name, but I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah. I, I, we may or may not be slightly off topic here. Ashley, uh, <laughs> tell us. Well, speaking of some cool stuff other than my awesome stories, this one is Wow. And I have all the images pulled up. This great story that was on Military Times. Ralph Lauren, the designer, okay, for all of my fashionistas, fashionos, whatever who are out there. Ralph Lauren ripping off military clothing. So if you have not looked at this, please check out the Military Times. There are photos to go along that catalog. So for all of us whoever had the whoobie in like liner jacket that like went in and like for a long time they ended up like dexing it and you had to like give it back right like the exactly like jeff's background it's literally the jacket liner like it it's like verbatim it's crazy i'm it used to have this. buttonholes on the inside yeah, that yeah, you put it have, into like, your jacket side. yeah, yeah it, it just it wove in there and i know like people who swear by it and they love it and there were like folks who didn't want to turn it in when they said hey like it's time to go with all that old stuff right and they were like no so this is like the same thing with the wooby that like jeff has behind him so like if you look at some of these photos there is a jacket with like the old bdu pattern you've got um airmen kind of like aviator kind of like flight jackets like it's like the equivalent of like maverick from like like having like the aviator jacket but these ones have like very like close similar patchwork to what you would see on some of like our uniforms and in the proper kind of positions if i'm not mistaken no they they were back the only thing that was back because they say r loren on like but on the wrong side they've got it the name tag is on the left and then like the unit stuff is on the right which is backwards from the way we were in the it literally looks like uniforms. Yeah. And it's now high fashion. Yeah. There's one on here. It's of a wool cashmere peacoat. And it's literally, and I quote, it says, Ralph Lauren's new wool cashmere peacoat will have you feeling like the saltiest of all seafaring mariners, minus the salt. Ralph Lauren. That is literally how they queued this up. And it looks like, a, like one of the West Point jackets with the buttons down the center. Um, and then it's got like the rank and like the the anchor. And I'm like, oh man, like, there's someone's going good angry. So Jeff, Jeff, you, mm-hmm. you already too. you already obviously own all of this. You own the entire catalog. <laughs> yeah. So let's discuss well, what you think of this. All right, let's let's just talk about that. You didn't read from the thing, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read the first sentence of the thing. The conglomeration of salmon, pant, and polo shirt and suit enthusiasts simply cannot resist the mere sight of camouflage. Now, I don't want to call them stolen valor, but I I was trying to think of a word in fashion that would rhyme with valor, but it's 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 that. Now, 
it, it kind of infuriates me. You didn't talk about price either. That field jacket reversible liner thing, $498. Casual price, $498. And I will tell you this, and you brought this up, that people get the Wooby and they don't turn them in because they want them forever and ever and ever. I did that. Statute yeah. of limitations. You can't come get it from me. It's mine now. But I will say this about the military. This seemed really expensive. But I remember going to boot camp. And I was I always had a mathematical, don't mess with my money kind of mind. And I I sat there and I was like, man, we are going to get this check when I get out of here. And we're gonna, I'm going to go home to Kalamazoo Mich- in Michigan and have a good time. Right? And when I got my check... There was such a huge number taken away for things like, uh, not the Whoopi, but like your uniform and your boots. Yeah. They charge you for that. So any civilians out there who think, oh, you get all that, you get paid and you get all the gear. And no. Like, no, they charged me for those boots and those camis. And now I think it's high time. I think it's high time that these yuppie, we don't say yuppie anymore, whatever you want, hipster hipsters are paying good money for this but i think that i think that the usrl air squadron yep it's a real thing they put it on their clothes the usrl air squadron should donate some of this money back to veterans causes i'm calling them out today it's giving wednesday because that's when these shows come out it's got giving wednesday i think usrl air squadron should donate some of these profits to military things this is it's ridiculous. And like you said, it looks like a uniform. Like, yeah. Do some pink, like, inside or something, something Ralph Lauren would do and make it. I just, it's, 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 uh, I like the, I like the, I like the military worship aspect of it. They probably don't think of it as that, but that's what it is. You're latently, you're latently worshiping the military and we appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. I, I can't. I'm not, over, <laughs> I'm not Steve? really. I'm not one to engage in random acts of violence against people I don't know, but I think if someone walked by me wearing that stuff, I would a hundred percent lose it. Just it, it just it, it. Oh my god! I can't tell you how skeevy all that crap looks to me. Like if I saw someone walking around in that, I, I no, not no. Is it likely in Indianapolis that you'll see this? I, I hope not. If I see someone walking around in that navy peacoat thing, there is no way I'm not going to stick my boot somewhere. It's just it's terrible. It's just it's so weird too because like even in some of the 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 dialogue, like even that first sentence of Jeffro, like it goes on to saying like oftentimes sends creative minds behind the company's fashion lines into a hungry, hungry hipster feeding frenzy, <laughs> the likes of which only Bon Iver and one of the three dandelion lemongrass IPAs can soothe. Like, <laughs> first of all, can we just appreciate the right. writing on this? <laughs> like, yeah, no. Military yeah. Times did do this right. They did the story right. It's just the story infuriates me. Who I I don't understand. It's like the guy fresh out of basic training who goes on leave and is wearing his uniform all over his hometown. It's yeah, like, he's dude, wearing like his, take his PC that crap off. Yeah, I have Stop. apologized for that. I have apologized <laughs> for that numerous times. Now I do. I I didn't look at the pictures. Please tell me there is there there is no replica of my beloved Green Corps dress blues because I will lose it. They've got everything. They've got. Super producer Holly just sent us a picture of their Space Force version. 
It's like a, it looks Ugh. kind of like an astronaut, like kind of, it's it's weird. You know, you've seen like the astronaut suits. Kind of reminds me of that a little bit. And it's got like the red line and it's got like the logo with like the kind of Space Force Ugh. look. And it says Pol- uh, Polo Ralph Lauren, but it kind of like looks like, I don't know. It's just, it's I'm going to, CB, I'm going to calm you down for a little bit. I think that um, we're really underestimating the, the, the Ralph Lauren crowd. When you go into the fierce battle of a polo mat where the horse does 90% of the work, um, you, you feel that battle. And now you can express, you can express that polo fighter inside of you. I would imagine that most of the people wearing this crap are playing Quidditch with their imaginary, <laughs> like, playing brooms Quidditch. that fly what? around. Like, I, just, I don't know. I just I don't see regular oh. like Joe's and Jane's wearing this. Like this is like elitist wear and I don't know if the last was a check, but I don't think that there's a lot of folks that are in the top top one percent that like end up being the one percent in the military and I think that's that's changed oh. over the decades, right? Um and obviously from enlisted officer and like I just I feel like any sensible person, regardless of Frank and Branch at this point, would be like, Why? <laughs> no, I challenge I challenge anyone to walk into their post on a random bar night wearing that. Yeah. I I want to see yeah. that. Yeah. I welcome feedback. Yes. Yeah. That's like a Borat costume. Like yes. you don't actually yes. wear yeah, that out on purpose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, very nice. Oh, that's uh, All right, Jeffrey, that. we are up very to you, nice my so friend. Much. What do you got for us today? Oh my god, do you remember uh, Sesame Street or the Electric Company and or? Yeah. Well, this segment is brought to you by the number 48. That just hit me, by the way. I, I did not plan that at all. Well, well all. at least you so, have that excuse later. <laughs> they, the American Legion had huge news recently. This huge news was they are in a partnership with uh, with Jimmy Johnson Racing. And the American Legion, by the way, I have not been the most ardent indie car fan, even though I'm from Michigan and CB thinks that because Henry Ford uh, revolutionized car production. That. That's super producer Holly. I'm supposed to know I'm supposed to know all about racing because cars are made in Detroit. Um and she's she's putting Chip Ganassi on there for me. Chip Ganassi Racing is uh, the is the team behind all of this, and Jimmy Johnson and Tony Kanan. I'll say his name too because he's on the paper here. I think it's they're going to sponsorship from the American Legion after signing a multi year agreement with the organization. This is this is, and I'm going to quote from the National Commander himself. Uh, I'm not going to try to do his North Carolina accent because that would be. Uh, it would not go well for me. I would I would sound like a like somebody that can't do that. But this is a truly win win for all involved," said James W. Bill Oxford, National Commander of the American Legion. Teaming up with Chip Ganassi Racing allows the American Legion to showcase how it strengthens America every day through its programs, advocacy, and support of veterans and their families. We're looking forward to bringing that message and our mission to race fans across the country and they've already started they've already started we had our first giving tuesday with them and apparently it was a big success 
CB, you are in Indianapolis where actually you should be a fan of racing. What is your take? Yeah. I, as far as racing goes, I drive my Jeep about three miles under the speed limit at all times. Like, there are grandmothers that are flying by me on the highway, and I'm like, slow down, you crazy kids. Like, I am just so not the motorsports guy. And as you know, because I talked to you about it this weekend, when they said we were teaming up with Jimmy Johnson, I literally thought it was the former Dallas Cowboy coach. I thought it was the white-haired guy. Like, so this, I'm not really the target demographic, but I also get why we're doing this. Race fans are rabid. They have disposable income. Their demographic is exactly what we're looking for. And I think it's great that we're able to get out. You know, we've done partnerships in the past that were perhaps a little too on point uh, with what we have. The, The whole thing about the racing is that instead of just sponsoring the team, it's basically like a media buy. We're putting our product in front of people who are able to buy our product, but who might not necessarily be a part of the program. I'm all for it. I don't know anything about racing. Will I watch it? Yeah, probably. If I see that somebody is about to win in the American Legion car, yeah, I'll turn it on. I just don't know anything about motorsports. Like I, I here in here in Indianapolis, all I really know about the Indianapolis 500 is that when it's happening, I need to be in my house because traffic stinks and it goes in one direction on all the roads. It's it's a nightmare here. But Ashley, uh, we've I've been wrong before when I found out you were a huge wrestling fan and you like to smoke cigars. Do we continue with that theme here, or do you know as much as Jeff and I do about motorsports? (laughs) I I do not know a whole lot about motorsports. I have um, a good friend who is a former Marine, or there's no such thing as a former Marine, right, who was a previous guest on the show. Remember Tanner? Yeah, yeah, Tanner yeah. used to, I believe, do some work on um, with NASCAR and some other like racing stuff. Um, he would be like, I'd be like default to, but I, I know I did a few like people the... who have worked in the arena from a like production producing standpoint. That's about as far as it goes for me. That wasn't something I I grew up with, um, right. but I do know folks who love it, like love it. I well, know a work colleague of mine, a mentor, when I was at the University of Akron. Um, her and her family, like, that was, like, tradition. They used to go down to Daytona, and, like, they would just they would just drink and watch laps, and they loved it. They loved everything about it. Um, I, like the, I like the fact that Holly tried to, you know, was bulking us up on this, and she's like, he's the Tom Brady of motorsports. It's like, I was oh, like, well, what? if it's Tom Brady, like, she <laughs> said that, and I was ready to go. I'm for Holly just dropping in right now and just laying it down, because she was real <laughs> passionate. I, You know, because... Holly. It, <laughs> we were talking well, about you know you guys. Oh, we were talking about oh, sorry, fashion and fashion in the earlier segment, and I nothing fashionable has happened since Tom Brady sold UGG boots. Like that was the last time I was interested in fashion, but now I'm all in on Jimmy Johnson, who is not the former Cowboy coach, and his racing. And I, I don't actually know I, where one even hmm. finds this, but okay, I'm all in. Fun fact: they do right. make like male tell- UGGs for men. They make the what? They make male like boots, like Uggs, for men. I would think that I would think that that's what Tom Brady was. Uh, is that is that the one? He's a man. I know that he's like he's a all mythical man, unicorn. Baby. He's all hard. man. It's like, <laughs> well, you guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something, and I'm gonna say it to the world. Uh, I do. I have I have personal uh, experience in motorsports. 
and I, out this of college, be good. this is one of my first gigs out of college. I drove across the country the Hershey's Kiss Mobile. Wow. It is, it is what you think it is. It's three giant Hershey Kisses that make up three parts of the truck. The front like is the, the cab, Oscar the Meyer middle is the. Kind of like... I will get there. <gasps> the middle is the multimedia, and the back is the freezer. We drag raced. The, the Wienermobile on a on a drag strip. And in North Carolina, we drove that thing on a race car, on a racetrack. And it, you've never been so scared as to see a top-heavy promotional vehicle take those turns with that angle, because it's not a flat. It's not flat. No. There's an angle. And we stayed at the bottom, and we went very not... Very we drove slow. CB speed. And then when I was leaving... When I was leaving, I, uh, I, this guy walked by and he, he, he slapped the side of it and then gave me a high five and he said something smart that uh, Hershey didn't like, probably something about Hershey Highway or something. Like they hated any references to anything like that. And I found out it was Dale Earnhardt Jr. later that I, no I had high five. Yeah, I had high fived him. And uh, so yeah, even though I kind of was going on earlier that. I'm not really there. I'm not really the the prototypical mm. motorsports fan. I do have, I do have, a little bit of history in motorsports. Wow. So now I'm going to have to tune in again. Now that we're going to have, uh, now that we're going to have our own car, I'm very excited. <laughs> the four pillars, the four tires. I just can't wait. I like I like Holly, Super Producer Holly, pitching in with it's a 24 <laughs> degree bank at Charlotte Speedway. Because Holly, please join us. You are so I mean, on point right now. Love. Literally, there's, it's, uh, it's like t- Stephen Hawking talking to kids at like a special needs school about all this stuff. Like, you're, dude, you're way out of our league. I don't know what a twenty four degrees bank is, and I, I don't know. I, I don't. I was actually that. thinking about. I was actually thinking about what is she talking about? Is that like a piggy bank? Did he drive <laughs> car number twenty four? Like I didn't understand what the heck she was talking about. Yeah, I, uh, I, yeah. So mm. hey, I think the key takeaway on this though is that the Legion's doing what it can to get out there to to people yes. who are eligible. The whole key here is market demographics and and how deep you can get into that demographic and. Hey, if it reaches new people, I'm all for it. Like you know, if if somehow we, we got to get on some cooking show to get new legionnaires, I'm all for it. I'm all for anything because <laughs> I want us to be around for a while here. I'm just picturing not, you in a chef hat with your ponytail and your beard. Uh, yeah, uh, I was watching for three seconds. My wife watches cooking shows all the time, and I stayed and watched a little bit because Anthony Anderson was on the show last night, and I love that guy. I don't know if you know who he is, but mm-hmm. the actor Anthony Anderson, one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite actors of all time. All right, well, we will go to our second ad break where Jeff and I will discuss all of our knowledge about NASCAR and IndyCar and racing wienermobiles, and we'll be back in fifteen to twenty seconds. If you care about disabled veterans and children in need, and we know you do, donate today to the American Legion Veterans and Children's Foundation. Any amount helps. Donate online at legion.org forward slash donate. Woo, that was an exhausting conversation, Jeff and I talking about all we know about sports and cars. I didn't contribute much either. (laughs) 
Uh, so, I do I do know that I need to get a pit stop on the way home because my uh, low tire thing I keeps need going an oil off. Change. I, yeah. <laughs> that was a racing car. In the winter, my tires are always flat because the air goes down or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, science. And, yeah, I hate it. Science. That's Tom. Work, that's Tom Brady physics. Working against you. That's right. It's deflate. It's the <laughs> ideal gas law. Way to get me fired Ooh. up. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't bad, Jeff. All right, let's go to rapid fire, which is going to be more rapid than fire. Here we go. Uh, Marines have an LSD no. problem, according to Stripes. Uh, LSD has been added to the list of drugs that are randomly tested for at Camp Lejeune in North Carolina amid suspicions that more and more Marines and sailors at the base are tripping, base officials said. We have a drug problem in the 2nd Marine Division, said the unit's commanding general, Major General Francis Donovan. In a statement Monday, we are changing the way in which we test for illegal substances. A series of drug-related incidents involving Marines and sailors was behind the decision to test for LSD and random screenings, the Corps said. In the past, Marines would typically only be screened for the hallucinogenic drug if there was probable cause. But all that changed following recent incidents, 2nd Marine Division said, without providing details. Anyone want to speculate on what details are involved in the LSD, Marines, sailors, Jeff Go. I'm going to tell you this. They don't have to do random testing. All you have to do is look for somebody wearing those Ralph Lauren military-inspired <laughs> fashioned Confusing outfits. And those those are the people that are on something. I don't know if it's LSD or not. <laughs> and I'll also say that I think had I been on LSD, I may have re-enlisted and just <laughs> thought it was a great idea. And uh, so thankfully I didn't get involved in that. I was in the 2nd Marine Division in Camp Lejeune. Uh, Major General Francis Donovan was probably a lieutenant at that point but uh, I don't remember any any real big drug problem back then I remember the, our biggest problem was the water supply and uh, and uh, so it's I don't think they can be too mad at them I mean do as I say and as I do kind of thing they let us drink effed up water I guess people can take a little happy happy acid I guess I don't know Ashley what do you got on this one as some, as one of typically one of the only few female NCOs in sight, I have bared witness to all of the the random testings because you have to have an observer with you. Yeah. So have fun. Like that's whew, it's a lot. That's a lot. I'm just saying. I don't. Yeah. I had a, I had a buddy, and we always used to volunteer to be the monitors on the P test, and we would try to make the new recruits as uncomfortable as possible. Going, oh yeah, oh yeah, and oh then they God. would come you know up, that's... and they would come up pee shy, and then you'd oh have to God. put them in the corner of the room to drink water, and be like, "Come on back here, big boy." Yeah, we used to love it. Yeah, the P test was kind of the most fun we would ever have, just for torturing new recruits. But it was always the worst for me. I'm telling you, as as a woman who had to be like, like, because there was only always a scarce few. And typically, what would happen is the person who was like authorized be, to be behind the table to like do all the signs off, sign off and stuff. Yeah, that was like it was usually like you know another another woman. So. We were always down women. So, like, and there was only, of course, like, one stall for all the women. So anyone like myself, being having a last name Garbolja, like, I unfortunately was always randomly selected on these lists. But I think it's really interesting, you know, and it's crazy how, like, like just those, like, little tip-offs and then all of a sudden, like, you test everyone. Like, you do 100%. Right. 
And in my professional career, I've only seen that like a handful of times. And typically it was just kind of like a rotational. Like we do, you know, I think it was like 10% or something like that. And then like the, at least once a year, every two years, we'd have a hundred percent. I don't know. I just don't, I mean, I, I don't mm-hmm. testing LSD, like who's taking LSD before a field training exercise. That just doesn't seem like a, obviously someone who's not well, or like I, thinks they can get away with it. You know what I mean? Like you and I were young privates, like people used like to do stupid stuff. And that's why we have, you know, safety briefs. And now this is why <laughs> they have to test for LSD <laughs> because people were like, Hey, they don't test for this. And it's just like, you know what I mean? You know, there was some E4 mafia with like, Oh, well I've never seen that before in my X number of years. And then they like, you know, like that trickles down and then, you know, discipline guys goes on the wayside and, you know, sometimes people just get caught up in, in that kind of stuff and they make bad choices and unfortunately like that becomes an addiction. Like who knows? You know, but I the good know. the good thing is like Do you remember do you remember the beginning of this segment? Ashley didn't have any comment. Now look at she now I'm I wanna know what you I wanna know what you I wanna know what you took. I didn't take anything. Oh my god. I just I, I think LSD and hand grenades don't mix. That's no. all I'm saying. Like, just in general, I'm thinking LSD, if it's you're going to do it, do it in the safety of your own home, maybe with the doors locked. Maybe it's not on the live fire range. That's all I'm saying. Duty, not right. while you're, like, not, don't do any, like, be, listen, if you <laughs> are having any sort of, like, addiction, any of these issues, like, I'm, I'm telling you that there are resources for you through your chain of command because what will happen is if anyone were to ever like pop hot with any of this stuff, they would either have to like say it was a prescription, right? So like a pr- prescription, you pop hot and then like you have to go to the doctor, get the prescription, whatever. And then they'll be like, okay, you have the blessing. You're fine. But in the event, like, and I'm in all seriousness, like I had a soldier who she was very much so addicted to some things and was getting into some trouble outside of outside of drill and it was to the point where she was very much so delusional and she would show up completely disoriented like there was clear signs like might have been some personality stuff going on she went like missing for a few days she came back on the scene so much so that this young lady at one point had um you know what happened um she was she was like mixing a bunch of stuff and then she popped hot and then she went to like the counseling all the things that were uh you know required um and then there were like minimum like consequences because then she started seeking the aid from the resources so know that like any for anyone who knows anyone's out there like there are always resources for help but that's real like i had to deal with that as as an nco and mitigate and and take care of her and there was an instance where i was driving the bus and she was the last one to get off for a pt test and I didn't know what she was what she was on, but then I heard to come find out she was mixing like GNC or vitamin shop like creatine like you know stuff to go before she took a like a run, and I was coming down the 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 steps, and she was I was like, are you feeling alright? Like she looked at me, but she was like gone. You know what I'm saying? Like if you've ever seen anyone fall out before, who who just like there's like a quick glimpse where like oh that doesn't look good. So all of a sudden she like falls into me while I'm coming down the steps of the bus. And you know, this time it was like, it was just like GNC, like over, like she took enough supplement for like a grown 200 pound man. She was like five, two and maybe like 110 pounds wet. 
she literally almost her heart almost stopped like i had to resuscitate I sh- i'm serious i'm, I'm well, you guys are you guys are focusing you guys are focusing on the negative think of the hand grenade of love <laughs> I, I peace I, I love just, and pe- peace my love unit, or whatever the kiss of death national, is typically what i had to do like it's crazy I think my National Guard unit's motto was very much disoriented. I was all about very much disoriented, but tripping, eh, I I just, you know, maybe a better time for it. Save save your, I don't even know what form it comes in, but you got it. Got it. A big fan, a huge fan of this story. This is a story from The Hill. (laughs) The Department of Defense and the Department of Treasury loaned $700 million to a company worth $70 million. The Congressional Oversight Commission overseeing COVID-19 relief funds excoriated the Department of Defense and Treasury Tuesday over a $700 million loan to a troubled shipping company. The Treasury Department and Defense Department, which they spelled wrong, uh, offered the loan in July when the company YRC Worldwide was reportedly worth just $70 million and had been sued by the Pentagon for overpriced shipping costs. Is this even slightly out of the ordinary from what we'd expect from the DOD. Nah, it's a good way no. to make sure you get your make sure you get your overpriced shipping costs back. Loan <laughs> them ten times their worth. I, I, I can we just like I, I don't understand why the federal government doesn't have any sort of standard finance like who in their right mind would be like all right, Jeff, you make $100,000 a year. Here's a million. Pay me back in two years. Like, in what world does that make sense? But to the Department of Defense, and how this is COVID-19 related is completely beyond me. So next time you hear that they're fighting on Capitol Hill about whether, you know, unemployment should be extended, just remember the $700 million loan to YRC Worldwide. Crazy. Maybe it was a stimulus. Worldwide. Maybe it was a stimulus Worldwide. check. It's a stimulus. All right. All right. Uh, rapid fire three. Uh, this was an article in the Military Times that Jeff liked. Um, this was Brian Talley's bill. Talley, a Marine Corps veteran injured in a medical malpractice case five years ago, has been lobbying for reforms at the Department of VA each of the last two Congresses. He has a pair of pending bills in the House and the Senate. Obviously, the Senate and the House are about to uh, adjourn from this and will come back in January, which means the bills only have a little bit of time to go uh, to go through before they're going to expire. Um, Tally, the basic story here is that he had gone to the VA and they had said, oh, just take this medicine, you'll be fine. It was a problem with his back. Well, it turns out he had a really bad staph infection in his spine, basically, and so he filed a claim against the VA for malpractice, saying that the doctor should have ordered more tests. More than a year after working with different department officials on the claim, they were notified that the primary doctor involved in the case was an independent contractor, not a VA staffer. And the information was given to him after the statute of limitations had already passed for a state claim. So that means he's getting nothing. His state claim is gone. He thought it was a VA claim. It's not the federal government. So uh, I, I lost my house. I lost my family's primary source of income, and VA just left me completely holding the bag. Uh, the VA is countering uh, by saying that it is neither legal nor ethical for the department to advise a claimant of the law of a particular jurisdiction. Jeff, this was uh, this was a story you were interested in. What do you got on this one? Um, I, 
there's a couple of things. First of all, the, the political process is where you have a bill that you're passionate about and you're trying to get through Congress. And it's it's a complex, it's a complex bill. And there's a lot of stakeholders involved. And to have to get through it in one congressional session, or you have to start from scratch yeah. every year, it's, it's pretty frustrating to think that we the people uh, who have to learn to navigate while we're doing these things, it's, it's going to take up most of that congressional year. So it's, it's frustrating to think that he has to go through all of this and then it just goes poof, vanish, and you have to start all over again. Uh, that's, that's frustrating to me. It's frustrating to me that the, the Veterans Administration won't take uh, responsibility even though it is a subcontractor. If uh, you know property management, which I one of the things that I do here, is I send a plumber into an apartment and he breaks a pipe and floods the apartment, the tenant, the tenant's insurance, whoever is going to come to the building. We then in turn can and can sue the plumber, but the tenant is coming to us because we hired and we authorized the work, we vetted supposedly, and uh, and we destroyed their property. So it. It's frustrating to me that the VA would take such a hard line on something like this when it was they do they subcontract a lot. That's part of their business model, if you will. So they need to take responsibility for their business model and the people that they bring into it. So to me, those are the two really frustrating things: the political process and the VA not really standing behind their their business model that was designed by them. Here's the thing. If you subcontract out, you are bound with that subcontractor for that scope of work. And for the VA to not take any responsibility for, or at least acknowledge that there's a kerfuffle with all that is amiss, right? Like, I'm flummoxed. Like, I'm, like, if I were this individual, I would be devastated devastated because not only has my health been impacted physically now emotionally and just all of the above right like my mental I would be mentally shot if I just saw that like okay I now I'm losing my home like I'm trying to say like hey there's malpractice here for one of your contractors that you've entrusted because you know you you felt the need to subcontract it out and now I'm having issues and now you're going to tell me that you bear no responsibility to that subcontractor that we spent millions of dollars seems a little ass backwards to me personally so there yeah I I I actually find myself on both sides of this one I totally get where the VA is saying uh, that it's not they're not comfortable it's neither legal nor ethical for the department to advise a claimant of the law in a particular jurisdiction totally agree with that but i also totally agree with you guys like this guy thought he was going to the va he went to the va and the va said go talk to this person unless they tell you right then hey here's a list of things this guy's an outside contractor so don't sue us for medical liability you break it you own it this guy thought he was going to the va it's the va subcontractor no i think they bear some responsibility i agree with you guys i am and good on this guy, though, uh, Mr. Talley, because he gains nothing out of this. He, his statute of limitations is gone. He's not going to receive anything. But he saw a problem, and he's out there trying to fix it for people who get stuck in a similar situation in the future. Mm-hmm. 
So I I, I applaud Brian Talley. I, I, again, I do kind of agree that the VA shouldn't be sitting into a situation where it's telling you what your legal obligation in a certain state is because it's a little difficult. But on the other hand, I mean, this guy went to the VA and he thought he was still at the VA. He had no way of knowing. I, I, you break it, you own it. Yeah. That's All right, the, rapid fire. I just want to say, while, since we're done with the series part, anything that makes Ashley occur fluffled and flummoxed at the same time, that's a big, that's big a, deal. Big, th- huge deal. I get, She's frustrated. I get so upset when I hear about stuff like this because there is this huge push to continue to subcontract, subcontract, subcontract. And it's, you know, at, at the disadvantage of the veteran whom we're communicating, you know, like we're receiving communications from the VA. Like I myself as a disabled service, you know, disabled uh, veteran who's just recently gone through, you know, my appeal and sat through, you know, the board of appeals and stuff like you don't know what you don't know. And right. if you're going to trust the, you trust the VA that you're going to, you know, see a bona fide professional who's going to take care of you and that like that's an integrity issue for me like that's ah moving on all i'm saying is it's you haven't used those words ever before in in the podcast so i knew that i knew that this ranked up there this one one fired her up it's uh, yeah she's getting very i challenge i challenge you both to use that in casual conversation sometime today i'm gonna use kerflummoxed because that gets them all do we get like our oh that's we can make up our own words all right rapid fire rapid fire number four is less of a rapid fire and just uh, kind of curious what you guys thought the wall street journal is announcing that the vaccine from pfizer for covid is on its way to america and i actually read the story and it was kind of interesting because it's coming from like the netherlands and it's in it's like on a united airlines flight and they had to change the law on how much dry ice they could have on the airplane but anyway, I mean, is this the beginning of the end? Can we finally look towards a day when we don't have to be socially distanced? <laughs> so, well, I think you were kind of enjoying it, weren't you? He already socially distances. Here, here's the so. thing: like, I if we were actually socially distancing, I would love it because I like being alone. Unfortunately, I have more people in my house than are in my office at work. So I'm the opposite of social distance. Like I'm thrown into the, my kids are high on Christmas tree fumes or something. I don't know. <laughs> They're thankfully uh, the elf on a shelf returned, and he's gonna lay down some laws and say you're not being kind to each out. other and everything else. <laughs> and I'm hoping that fixes it. But man, oh man, my kids are at that age. They're five and three, and Christmas is all that and. Christmas, Christmas, Big Christmas. Deal. It's just huge. There's too much going on. Like my whole house gives me anxiety. I need to socially distance from my house. So I am ready to get back to work. Not that I don't come to work now, but you know, you get the idea. All right, guys. So shout out. What do you got, Ashley? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought I was like there she, ready to make another there comment. She is. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Shout out, shout out, shout out. Who do I want to shout out? Oh, man. I'm going to shout out uh, Post 180 in uh, Vienna, Virginia. My my post. I haven't given them a shout out in a while. And they're doing some awesome stuff. 
I'm always impressed with them. I'm trying to keep up and hopefully when my class ends, I'll be able to now join meetings on Wednesdays. So I just want to say thank you to my posts and all my fellow Department of uh, Virginia Legionnaires. Kudos. Jeffrey, what's your shout out? She stole mine. Wow. I mean, come on. I stole Department of Virginia. (laughs) Or no, you're going to say. No, no, my post. The my post thing. Because I I was feeling bad about it because I feel like I've used up all of my, really, you're going to shout out your own post uh, passes. But we had some huge news, and I think it pairs well, really, with the 48 thing. I don't know if any of you are aware of the movie Tenant but it had not played in Los Angeles anywhere uh, to this point, and the DVD comes out on the, the 15th. And we have been, we've been struggling with our, um, our, you know, with our theater being closed and all that, but Tenant was approved. We are going to be the first, our drive-in is going to be the first big screen in all of Los Angeles to play this movie, and we're going to be the only option for some amount of time. And, uh, and, you know, we just have, we have a couple of guys, um, William Steele and Taylor Umpenhauer, who who spearhead this whole thing. So I want to shout them out for that. And and just stay tuned to HollywoodLegionTheater.org because we have another blockbuster. It's like a, but I can't say it, unfortunately, what it is. But it's it's coming and it's going to be as soon as Tenant closes. This next one is coming. And the and I, I just feel like the... Paired with something like the, the the racing thing, these things really do get exposure out there to different audiences because uh, now they're promoting they're promoting something called Hollywood Legion Theater. It doesn't doesn't even say forty three or anything. It's it's really about the the entire Legion. So I just want to give a shout out to the guys who are working on it and a shout out to our post for actually putting funds behind it and getting it done. Yeah, my shout-out's kind of a blanket one. It's to all the Legion posts out there who are doing stuff for uh, the community, uh, particularly people who are on hard times and can't get Christmas gifts for their kids. We read about posts all the time that are doing fundraisers and and are giving out gifts. And, I, you know, this has been a tough year for everybody. It really has. And some of us, myself in particular, have been hit a lot less than other people. I still have a great job. You know, I still have my family at home. I haven't really suffered all that bad. Uh, but there's people out there that don't have jobs, that don't know where their food's coming from. So my shout-out is to all those Legion posts out there that are that are doing something for Christmas. We really do appreciate what you're doing. Remember, the American Legion is going to grow because of what we do outside the walls of the post, not inside the walls of the post. So that's, uh, that's it for me. What do you guys uh, got coming up? Anything big? What are we doing for the rest of the weekend? Weekend? Mm. Yeah, I'm starting today. Like literally <laughs> oh, right after this. Like right after. Yeah. <laughs> um uh what am I doing? I'm not a really like I'm a, like literally like work until Saturday kind of gal. Sometimes I have to work on the weekends, but Well, I always have to do that, but at least I'm going to I'm not going to get uh, up at Christmas six stuff. More. I'm going to put up holiday decor. I'm going to get rid of my my gourds and pumpkins and my uh cornucopia. That was our Saturday. That was mm-hmm. that's what we did Saturday. Went and got the tree and did all that stuff. Jeff, what do you got? I'm I'm totally doing that too, which means I'm going to Trader Joe's and buying a rosemary bush that they <laughs> cut into the shape of a tree, and I'll throw one of my two ornaments on that bad boy Aww, and I call that a day. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hey, trim it's my like a beard. Brown tree. 
I have to trim my beard because I was finding food getting stuck in it and stuff. So we're gonna pare it down a little bit. Okay. Do you think I keep Are you gonna the, decorate it? Do you think? Do I, don't I keep know. I'm the? Not, I'm not sure how I feel about the ponytail. I mean, it's, it's well, very it needs more. It needs like three or four of them. So you know, it can be longer, but. Like, yeah. do, like, you should, like, you know, oh, I'm trying to think, like, it's the Vikings that did, like, that, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah where it's try- got okay. the little metal band. That's what I'm trying to do. That's but it's, cool. You know, I, I can only grow so fast here. I'm doing what I can. You gotta, you gotta like, take some, some vitamins. Stubble. When you yeah. don't actually have to come into the office, you can do stuff like this. But... <laughs> Just play around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, well, that's it for us. For uh, remember, the best thing you can do for us is to download and share and comment and click and like and friend i don't know what am i missing jeff the s word subscribe subscribe right i know that my phone downloads our podcast automatically so i don't know if which it's... means you subscribe see see now i don't actually listen to them because i don't want to hear myself if i can help it i certainly don't want to see myself and holly says to rate you need to rate us too and yes I, I think the unwritten rule there is you need to rate us highly. Uh, don't My say that we suck. Us. Yeah. So. She's been making appearances all episode. Uh, Elliot says rate us. Very loving today. Five yeah, stars. That's the only appropriate rating, according to Super Producer <laughs> Ollie, who's, I'm sure, loving us right now since we're already past 4 o'clock in the afternoon when we're typically done by 2. But anyway, everyone else, we will see you next week. Bye, guys.